Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a ton to get to. We've got Dr. Jesse Lopez at the bottom of the hour. going to give you some truth that he's been giving you for years now. Suddenly, the science allegedly changed, and it turns out he's been right the entire time. Imagine that. Carrie, imagine that. Suddenly... What he's been saying the entire time is true. Wow, that's crazy. Hmm? We had a story yesterday that we didn't actually get to. We didn't actually do it on the show. But the story yesterday was that in Great Britain, they're actually they're being forced to rehire people they fired for not getting the jab. Mm, right. So that's going on. They're getting rid of the, the vax passports in New York, getting rid of the mask mandates in New York, getting rid of that in, in parts of California, too. Carrie, I mean, again, you do news for a living. I do. Has there been a change in the science? I know they're saying the science changed. Have you seen something that is uh, tangible, something palatable? You can say, well, here's here's the proof that the science changed. I have not seen yeah. that proof. Yeah, me either. I don't know. I, we do this for a living. I would think that we would see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in my interview with Dr. Jesse Lopez, bottom of this hour, the man with the plan, I ask him directly, Dr. Jesse, has... The science changed. Carrie, you think he gives me a good answer on that one? I'm sure he does, yes. A really good answer. It's I such a good answer. I bet. Because he's the man. Yep. Inspiration.health, by the way, is his website. Go there and, and check him out. So we, we, we're going to get into that bottom of the hour, but before we do that, there, we're going to have to do the, sec, the, the segment we like to call Trans News. Uh, we'll do that as well. Um, you were begging for a song. I don't know if I had that song available, to be honest with you. Why? Why didn't you? What do you mean? It should be in your, one of those buttons that you have over there. Talk about my buttons. I know. (laughs) The buttons on your board. What day is it? Friday. Whatever. You are so spoiled. I swear you're spoiled. My voice, me? No. I'm talking about you. Oh, no. He don't let us say much. Wanna hear some more. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Come on, Friday girl. Stop it. What are your kids? So childish. <laughs> no. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Oh, please. Quit it. Stop making those noises. Just enjoy the song. Just enjoy the song. I don't know what that means, but. Okay, here we go. 
Harry, Foggy, Friday. Oh, now bring it to us, girl. No, no. <laughs> this is why it gets played once every two years. No, the answer yeah, is, there are people in the chat room going, what is this? I've never heard this before. I know. You oh, they think it's amazing. You need to I play, play it more. more. Like I cannot. Every Friday, I'm thinking. I'm not playing it every Friday. You should. Yeah. You're not it's always fantastic. in a decent mood. Today you're in a, in a half decent mood. I know. I oh, listen. Oh, that was great. Oh, stop it. I'm never playing. They're all putting emotes in the channel. They're all See, they loving love it. it. No. You got to play it. It's like the Taco Bring Tuesday me, song. Play it every Friday. Stop yeah. it. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. The biggest story about trans news in this in this country for the past, what, three months, four months, something like that, Carrie, mm, yeah. has been this uh, UPenn swimmer. Yeah. Uh, the guy, it's, it's, a, it's still a biological man, this is a, a, a guy, swam as a guy for three years, freshman, sophomore, and junior year for the University of Pennsylvania. Then took a year off and did what's required by the NCAA and took testosterone blockers and um, and then came back and said, I'm now female and I would like to swim for the female team. We just see, see if I can see how, how, because this person towers on everybody. Hold on. Thomas height. How tall is this person, by the way? Uh, six one. Yeah. Six one. And um, I guess, I, I would guess the rest of the swimmers are kind of small because, I mean, th- this person's 6'1". Because mm-hmm. standing on, like, the the podium, like a foot taller than everybody. So, um, that it's, it's very odd. So, you've got, yes, I do say odd a lot. So <laughs> I was just thinking that, yep. Now, what, what was, what was uh, Leah's name as a guy? Do we know? Uh, oh, um, let's see what it says in the story. I don't remember, actually. Mr. Thomas swam for three years, again, freshman, sophomore, junior, took a year off and took testosterone blockers to get a testosterone level low enough to be acceptable by the NCAA to somehow pass as a female, although testosterone level really doesn't have anything to do with whether you're male or female. And I'll give you, I'll tell you what I mean. I had testicular cancer, which affected my testosterone level. Did that mean before I was able to build my testosterone level back, I was a female for a while? I don't think so. So for that being the only indicator, it doesn't make any sense if you're using common sense. What was Leah's name before? Do we know? Oh, I'll look it up. I thought you were looking up. Were you you re-singing the song in your head? What are you doing? (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Will Thomas. (sighs) There you go. Will swam for three years and was the 460th ranked swimmer in the NCAA. Leah has has swum for part of a year and is the number one female swimmer now in the NCAA. So there obviously is a motive for this person to say he is a she. Now, is that to say that Will Thomas doesn't really feel like a woman. I'm not saying that. I don't know how Will Thomas feels, and I don't know how Leah Thomas feels. I know how I feel as the father of five daughters that I don't want a six-foot-one biological male swimming against my daughters because he's potentially, or she is potentially, he is potentially taking a position away 
from one of the one of the women. And by the way, it is has swum. Somebody's asking in the chat room. Yes, that's the past perfect tense. Get over it. Well, anyway, he's Mr. English people. So, oh yeah. wow, wow! I played the song now. Know. She's back. She's back. <laughs> Didn't nice take long, anymore. did it? I got yeah. about a got about a minute and a half respite. <laughs> is what I got. Yeah. So um, so it's unfair. You're talking about females that have been you know females their entire life and biological females who have worked really hard, and this person is setting records, man, just shattering female records, and it doesn't make any sense. Now let me say again, for those, really, my daughter even looked at the word swum. Of course, it's a word. Are you guys serious? How do you not know that? Anyway, this person, I don't know how he or she actually feels. I will say this, though. If you are 18 or under 18, 17 and younger, I don't think there should be any support in society for you to decide that you're the opposite gender. Now, you might feel that way, but there are natural things that happen hormonally through puberty, there are natural things that happen hormonally through uh, with density of, bone, uh, of bones, density of, of bone structure, density of musculature. There are things that happen in your brain because of the different hormones that nature or God give you as per your biological gender or sex. I don't think any of that should be messed with. I do think that it is, it, it's, a, it's a scientific and behavioral problem to help somebody who is less than 18 alter his or her physiology and biology. I don't think that's the proper role for people in society. Now, when you hit 18, if you want to be as a recognized adult in America, if you want to dress like the opposite gender, hey, I'm a freedom liberty guy. Do what you want to do. If you truly believe, like, like Bruce Jenner went to Caitlyn Jenner, truly believed that he wasn't a man his entire life, thought that he was a girl, even though he was the most virile man on the planet by winning the decathlon. And if you want to live that way, I've had Caitlyn Jenner on this show. I'm fine with Caitlyn Jenner dressing however Caitlyn Jenner wants to dress. And live as a woman, great. I'm not against you doing what you want. But if you're, if you're under 18 and you're not an adult yet, I think that borders on an abusive situation if you're not letting nature do what nature does. So we're looking at this Leah Thomas, who is a biological male. We have no evidence that Leah Thomas has done anything other than taken testosterone inhibitors, which doesn't change the entire structure of the body, having gone through puberty and having now been an adult for several years, is now saying, I'm Leah Thomas, I'm a girl, I'm a woman, and has made, because Carrie, I don't know that we've ever heard from, from Leah or Will before. We just keep hearing the stories and the coaches say and the swimmers say. What is Leah Thomas saying? Uh, well, from the Blaze Transgender University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, a biological male who has drawn significant attention by winning races while competing against women, is the subject of a lengthy Sports Illustrated piece. The write-up includes quotes of Thomas claiming to be a woman. I'm a woman, just like anybody else on the team, Thomas said, according to Sports Illustrated. I've always viewed myself as just a swimmer. It's what I've done for so long. It's what I love. Thomas claimed not to be thinking about wins and records, according to the outlet. I get into the water every day and do my best. Now, the very simple answer is that I'm not a man, Thomas said. I'm a woman, so I belong on the women's team. Trans people deserve that same respect every other athlete gets. 
The debate over whether biological males should be allowed to compete in athletic events designated for women is an issue rife with cultural controversy. We support Leah as a trans woman and hope she leads a happy and productive life because that's what she deserves. Uh, the parent of a Penn swimmer said, according to the outlet, what we can't do is stand by while she rewrites records and eliminates biological women from the sport. If we don't speak up here, it's going to happen in college after college and then women's sports as we know it will no longer exist in this country. Thomas has noted having a desire to keep swimming after college, according to the outlet. I don't know exactly what the future of my swimming will look like after this year, but I would love to continue doing it, Thomas said. I want to swim and compete as who I am. Okay, so again, let's make this clear. Leah Thomas is Will Thomas is is a male. Now, that's not denigrating how Leah Thomas wants to live. Dress however you want. Say that you're a woman if you'd like to. The fact is, this is a male. Now, when it comes to trans issues, there is some confusion from people. And those of you who are pro-trans and pro-just being whatever gender you feel like are going to disagree with me. But what I'm going to say here is fact. Leah Thomas who grew up as Will Thomas and was Will Thomas until a year ago, is a male biologically, therefore is a male gender-wise, is a male sex-wise as far as human sex goes. He has all the parts that a man would have. And if there gets to, to a point to where he doesn't anymore, it goes through operations or whatever, it doesn't change the fact that he had all of those parts. So just if we don't hear a word from this human being if we're just scientifically looking at the human being. This is a male from start to finish through DNA, through chromosomes. He's got a a Y chromosome, makes him male. That's just a fact. The, The whole trans movement and the trans definition comes from one simple thing. The people who are living as the opposite gender say they feel they're the opposite gender. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. They say they feel they're the opposite gender. They've always known. They know they are. They feel they are. I think there is a large percentage of them who have this somehow disconnect between mental and physical. Because the physical is is above reproach. We know that Will Thomas or Leah Thomas is male. We know that. We also know that Caitlyn Jenner is male. We know that. But there is a strong belief, I know in Caitlyn, I've talked to Caitlyn privately at length about this, and I get where Caitlyn Jenner is coming from. I've never talked to Will or Leah Thomas. It's awfully convenient to switch from male to female when you're, you're losing badly in competitive swimming as a male, you're winning now as a female. That's pretty convenient. Caitlyn Jenner won as a man, was the most prolific athlete on the planet as a man. But this is, listen, there is no argument here. This is a psychological, a psychological disconnect, mental to physical. There's, it's not any deeper than that. Anybody who says God made me feel like I'm the opposite of what I am biologically, I don't buy it. And I think that there should be some serious counseling and some serious 
examination of why this is happening. Because I don't think anybody who truly feels this way wants to. Nobody wants to feel like they're in the wrong body. That'd be horrible. And I, and I do feel for those who truly feel this way. I think some, some are faking it. But I, I believe that, that many really feel this way and I want to help them. But this is just simply unfair. Let's take all of that out. What I just said, I will back up and debate anybody on. It doesn't matter to me. What I just said is factual. There's, it's above reproach. You cannot convince me that what I said physically is untrue and what I'm saying about a mental disconnect to the physical is untrue because it's true. It's exactly what's happening. I don't know if that's happening with Leah Thomas. What I do know is this person was getting his ass kicked in the water every single race and now is winning every single race, setting records. And that is eliminating the opportunity that Title IX is supposed to be giving to a female. And because he says, I am female, that's supposed to solve it. For me, it doesn't. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. I appreciate you taking the time. Bottom of the hour, it's going to be Dr. Jesse Lopez. A nice update from the doctor. Had a great conference yesterday along with Dr. Peter McCullough and many others. We will uh, outline some of what happened there. Let me tell you about Stamps.com in the meantime. Stamps.com, great website, great service, great company. They're going to help you out if you're, if you're shipping out items. You've got an online business now that you've put together. They are a great assist because you're going to save a bunch of money on shipping. Bunch of money on postage, bunch of money on UPS, and you can do it right from the comfort of your own home, your own office, wherever you have a computer and you've got a printer, you can make this happen. For over 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. They give you the access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right there from your computer. You get discounts you can't find anywhere else either, like up to 40% off of USPS rates and 76% off of UPS whether you're in office sending out invoices, a side hustle, Etsy shop, a full-blown warehouse, shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Go to the website right now, Stamps.com, keyword PAGS. Get a special offer including a four-week trial, free postage, digital, uh, digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone on the top of the page, enter code PAGS, and make that happen. Make it happen right now. A lot of people want to be heard. I don't have a ton of time, though. Uh, let me go to uh, Kim in Minneapolis. Kim, what's going on? Come on. Hi, Joe. Uh, everyone's making me crazy. The skeleton of a man is different from a woman. Yes. It's like ratios. It's like gears on a speed bike. Uh, they have an advantage. There's no way around it. I don't. It's not about muscle mass or anything. They just. Oh, you're, everyone's making me crazy. I'm sorry. I'm ranting. Stop being crazy. But, um, yeah, they. The advantage of the muscles and the angles and blah, 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 it, a man is different. And I don't care if he's not taking testosterone. He still has the advantage of the male skeleton. 
Uh, 100%. Uh, uh, with plus, the uh, no, not only the skeleton, but also the larger capacity lungs, the larger capacity heart. Yes. Uh, I mean, all these organs are such a great advantage for this person. It's just not fair. Live like a woman if you want. Be a woman if you want. Say you're a woman if you, woman if you want. It doesn't mean you have the right to swim against biological women. It's, it's really, it, Kim, it's that simple. Very, very well said. 888-941-PAGS, uh, JoePags.com. Actually, we've got a break coming up. Carrie, you're lucky that I'm nice. <laughs> You're very because nice. I would tell everybody all this garbage that you've been sending me via the Facebook. What? I'm just kidding. Just you know. And I was going to give you the last half an hour the of the buddy. show off. I think you should hang out. No, I think I'm, I got to go. Got to go. Doctor Jesse, when we come back, keep it right here. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Love having this guy on. He's a friend of mine. He's a great doctor. He's got uh, his website, inspiration.health. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Doc, how are you? Good to see you. Well, I'm doing fantastic, especially after yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, and I want to fill people in on this. Yesterday, you had this uh, get-together, this seminar, where Dr. Peter McCullough, who we've had on several times, uh, who is a world-renowned um, um, cardiac surgeon, he's a guy who has been telling the truth about COVID and the treatments ever since that we, we first heard about COVID. And um, and he's been just just completely attacked by the left. The woke crowd has tried to shut him down. Uh, his legal bills are in the six figures. Uh, how much he has had to spend just to defend his good name. And you have the opportunity to sit down with him on a panel and really tell the truth. First of all, this happened at the University of Kansas. Well, it happened here in Overland Park, Kansas. But what we did was we sent out an invitation to the physicians at the University of Kansas okay. to sit down with us and have a educational symposium debate on the early treatment of COVID care. Did they come? They denied. They did not come. Of course not. No, sir. Why, why would they? Because they would have to admit that what you guys were talking about was correct. So uh, I know it's a, it's like three hours long. You sent me the rumble. I didn't watch the entire thing, obviously. I wanted to talk to you about it first. But you, you sit down, and the objective was to just give the truth and just give science, right? This was not about opinion. No, this was about having a good educational discussion between colleagues. So we actually took video from their different news clips and YouTube channels, and we would put that up on the screen and play it. And then our panelists would discuss the different issues of concern, such as the early treatment of COVID with different medications, such as ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. We also had Dr. Pierre Corey present, well-known for the uh, COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, who has a fantastic protocol that has assisted thousands of patients. Dr. John Littell, who is a forerunner in the utilization of these medications to assist patients and has treated 3,000 patients successfully. And these gentlemen, along with myself, were able to talk study by study with proper fi fa uh, figures and facts to show that early treatment in COVID does indeed work breaking down their misinformation to try to dissuade others that it does not work. It's so strange to me. Why, why do you think that, well, I mean, I know and the opinion is that it's to make money for the pharmaceutical companies. I get it. But why not early on go with these therapeutics that we know to be, uh, to, to be not only effective, but they've been FDA approved for a long time. 
How do you think they got away with lying about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and these these therapeutics that have been approved by the FDA for a long time? One of them won an award. I think ivermectin won some sort of an award. Um, wh- why pretend like it's just some sort of livestock, you know, thing? What what made them think they can get away with that? And maybe even more importantly, why did they get away with it? Well, it's definitely for profit. Dr. Corey very eloquently gave a great history of how there was actually the perpetrating of taking ivermectin and especially hydroxychloroquine and actually making it look as a harmful medication or a medication that would not work way ahead of basically this entire pandemic coming to fruition. So there was some planning going on as far as this is concerned. And and I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm really not. But when you look at how the different studies that would try to come out to talk against hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and the timing, you just scratch your head and say, well, there was something to miss here. And, and this is truly the case. And, and we look at we look at different studies and we see that this is true. One of the current trials called the ITEC trial out of JAMA, which was done in Malaysia, is kind of the, the new study that they try to use to say that these early treatment protocols don't work. And the problem is, is that when you really read down into the studies and you tackle the statistics like these gentlemen have done, like Dr. McCullough and Dr. Corey, you actually see that when you look at the secondary hard points of the study, that those that got ivermectin actually had less admission to the ICU, less mechanical ventilation, and a lower death rate. So their own study that they try to use to say that it doesn't work shows that it has positive benefits. So the study, subsequently, when you look at the statistics, you see that it was underpowered, meaning that there's not enough people in the study. It was only 267 people that got the ivermectin. So how do you take that small of a group of people and you say, oh, ivermectin does not work. That's our conclusion. Well, you don't. Right. Well, you were hoping for that conclusion. And when I had McCullough on, he said that any ivermectin study that's been out there has been debunked several times. And as you said, it's hard to even find the studies, to be honest. And and at the end of the day, all we wanted was truth. Listen, if the truth was that the jabs worked, we wanted to hear that. If the truth was uh, the truth out there that was available and it wasn't. But if we were told that there is a, a risk factor for ivermectin or a risk factor for hydroxychloroquine or, or Regeneron or whatever the hell drug we we're talking about, Remdesivir, tell us, and then we can make an informed consent decision. That was the rule after World War II. You can't force somebody or put pressure on somebody to take an experimental drug without giving them all the information. Doc, they purposely weren't giving us the information. I mean, that's Absolutely. dastardly, isn't it? Absolutely. And actually, we've had a victory here in Kansas. Uh, It was just announced that they are not going to any longer advertise for the vaccines here in Kansas. Um, And thankfully to gentlemen like Dr. Senator Mark Steffen and other senators here in the state of Kansas, they did some pushback against the Kansas Department of Health and the Environment and said that it is ridiculous that we are advertising this vaccine without talking about potential adverse effects and complications. And their new um, director or chairman of the particular KDHE uh, has pulled uh, commercials for the vaccine. Because if you look at commercials, for prescription medications late at night, they talk about these wonderful medications for diabetes, et cetera, but they also talk about the potential adverse effects. And they always say, if you experience this problem, call your doctor right away. Well, they never talk about this at all when they're advertising through the National Institute of Health or any local health department about the potential adverse effects of these 
vaccines. I mean, you, you, re- and- you, you realize it's a loophole, right, Jesse? I mean, the reason why they don't do that is you only have to do those disclaimers if it's an FDA-approved drug. These are not FDA approved. You and I have talked about this a million times. McCullough and I talked about it. Malone and I talked about it. Urso and I talked about it. Without a doubt, these are not FDA approved. Now, there are people watching, listening, yelling at their screen or yelling at their radio saying, Pags, what are you talking about? They are. The Pfizer drug is FDA approved. So is the Moderna drug. No, they're not. The community thing is not available anywhere. So the, the, the approval of this license name may have happened, but you can't get it. It's BioNTech. And Spike Jab, or whatever the hell they're calling it from Moderna, is not available either. It's another license name. The, the original Moderna drug got, got a reissuance of the EUA. Nobody told anybody this, and it's still experimental. So if I'm giving you an experimental drug and I tell you it's EUA, I don't have to give you a disclaimer. These are for FDA-approved drugs. Do you think they did that on purpose? I think they did. Well, yes, they absolutely did do it on purpose because if they actually gave it real authentic approval, one of them here in the United States, then the others could no longer be EUA and they would have to pull them off the market. They would have to go through the traditional route of testing before they become available. And that could take another three, five, maybe even 10 years. And the problem with this is, and this has been shown in a new study that came out of Sweden where there was actually reverse transcription occurring in vitro in human liver cells, meaning that the vaccine, when it was put into the human liver cell, actually was able to convert into the DNA of the host genome, which we were told by these vaccine companies that that could never happen. We were told that if you get a messenger RNA vaccine, it cannot interfere with your DNA at all. Well, what they have found in a laboratory study with human lab uh, liver cells that through reverse transcriptase, that can actually incorporate into the DNA so that you potentially have basically a protein in your DNA that can express this particular spike protein. We don't know what that totally means in terms of the potential ramifications as far as adverse effects for the human population by doing this. Doc, Malone told us this months ago. He He's one of the, the, well, he's the inventor. He's got all the patents of the mRNA technology. I said, can this change your DNA? This was months and months ago. He said, yes. So, and, and that was known. And also what we know is that, yes, it does go to the ovaries. Yes, it does go, the, these spike proteins go to your brain. It goes everywhere. It's not directed just at where COVID is. It ends up showing up everywhere. Let, let me ask you this, and, and I don't think we've talked about this, and if you don't know, you don't know. But morticians are reporting that there's coagulated blood in dead bodies, people who have died after getting the vaccine, like they've never seen before. Are you finding this to be true? I have colleagues that are hematologists, oncologists. One of them has left a prominent university here in Kansas who, in living humans, is seeing this very thing. We're seeing this very thing of increased coagulopathies once individuals are receiving the vaccine. So we look at these and say, okay, maybe um, we need to be aware of these. Maybe it's not meaning that we can't ever use them, but it needs that we need to be able to tell patients about the potentiality so that they can truly make an informed decision. So if somebody has a history of some kind of genetic clotting disorder, that they know that that's probably not going to be safe for them to take. But when they offer these kinds of medications at soccer stadiums and baseball stadiums, and they don't get the type of informed consent that is appropriate, then you have disaster. So when you take that and you combine it with the desire to give it to children, 
less than five years old, it's a total recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's just stupid. All right, it's uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Inspiration.health, he does do telemedicine, so check him out there. Inspiration.health, and he's out there fighting the good fight just to get the truth to his patients. He's not anti-vax, he's not anti-anything, he's just pro-science, and, he, and he's pro-truth. And so is McCullough, and so is Malone, and so is Urso. And I love that you put this seminar, to, or this this panel together, and it's about a three-hour-long thing. And we'll try to get the, the um, I'll certainly get it to my chat room, but I'll get it out there as well on my social media where people can go and watch the entire thing if they want to. Um, at the end of the day, we're now seeing those who were the biggest on COVID vaccines, those who were the biggest on, max, uh, on mask mandates, on COVID mandates and licenses and, and some sort of passport, they're now backing off. Everybody's backing off. New York City is getting rid of the masking for kids in school. New York City is no longer going to make you show a vaccine passport to go eat a pizza. Suddenly, everything's changing, Doc. And they're, they're saying the reason why is the science changed. Dr. Jesse Lopez, face-to-face with me right now, did the science really change? The science has not changed. Only other factors have changed. So the, I'm going to say it. The political science changed. We're in an election year. So politics, I believe, are playing a role here. But when it comes to the science, when you and I started talking a year ago, and when I started talking to the others that I keep naming a year or even more ago, um, the science has not changed. We don't know something different today than we knew then. Masks are just as ineffective today as they were then. Showing a vaccine password to get a pizza is just as stupid today as it was then. Was there any reason for why these these mandates happened, do you think? Control. Control. You know, when you have individuals that you can manipulate, make them fearful, make them feel like they don't have control of their lives, then they're going to follow like sheep and they're going to do whatever you say. However, there was hundreds of us, thousands of us who said, no, that's not correct. And, and what really woke me up was in the medical field when they are telling us that you just kind of have to wait and watch. There was no do everything you possibly can for your patients to help them. Try whatever you can try. If there's some decent data, go for it. We're being told, no, don't do it. No, it's quackery. No, it's not good medicine, even though there's 78 randomized controlled trials on the positive effects of ivermectin. Right then and there, I knew something was wrong. And I knew that I had to act and take a stand. And it's so funny when you look at things like the mask mandates, and you and I have spoken about this, about the weak data. It's antidotal. It's using mannequins to to check the spray of some kind of uh, volume coming from the mouth or from the nose. Well, we know that these studies basically showed no statistical significance at all. And now this is being spoken about by epidemiologists. Vinay Prasad out of the University of California, San Francisco, basically said that the randomized controlled trial done in Bangladesh on masks was so flawed that it shouldn't have even been published. I mean, that's... Uh, that, that's so telling. But let's say that you don't you don't know the studies. You're not Dr. Jesse Lopez, who's who brainiac, who studies all this stuff and knows everything. Let's say you're just a lay person and you're watching the news. And one day, the president of the United States is wearing a mask and nobody's within a thousand feet of him. And the next day, he's in a room with a bunch of octogenarians, a bunch of 80-year-old plus, and he's rubbing noses with them with no mask on. So the idea that it was necessary is just stupid. Stupid! 
It's completely stupid. It doesn't make any sense. The science never said that it made sense. We know that the microbes of COVID-19 are smaller than the openings in a cloth mask, so that would ju- is just dumb. We're seeing idiots driving down the road by themselves, Doc, wearing a mask. It's just it's stupid. But as you said, it was a matter of control. Hopefully that control is over. Now, I'm going to say something political that you, you might not want to be a part of. But I'm going to say this to anybody who's watching and listening. If you vote the same idiots in, that control comes back after the election. I'm telling you right now, suddenly the science is going to change again and they're going to be locking us down again. Use your brains going forward. But on a medical sense, last question, I know you got to run. Um, on a medical sense, in less than a minute, are we over the hump now? Are we never going to have to look back? Or is there a fear there might be some other mutation that will be worse than Omicron and we got to go back and, and deal with these idiots again? I believe, and this is with consulting with several experts, is that we are over the hump. There are subvariants that being that are being watched and looked for. But here's the beauty of Omicron, because so many got, so many people received that particular virus and recovered from it that we were able, I believe, to get pretty close to a good sense of herd immunity. Nice. And that speaks to the power of natural immunity, which we have spoken about over and over again, that it is just as powerful, if not more so, than any vaccine. And so if somebody has had it, they should never, ever be kept out of a restaurant because they haven't got a vaccine. Yeah, That's just ludicrous. It's absurd. And the, the thing is, is as these things let up, as they drop the mask mandates, as they drop any vaccine mandates, we cannot let up. We still have to go forward in our legislatures, in our school boards, in our hospital boards, and we have to make change and make sure that this never happens again. Doc, you've been in the front of this since the very beginning. You were a listener of my show who called in one day and I told my daughter, let's book him on the show. Let's put him on. I love how that relationship has grown since then. And thank you for keeping uh, not only my family and me informed, but certainly the vast audience who watches and listens. Let's do it again very soon. Go to inspiration.health, inspiration.health. Great job yesterday. And uh, let's do it again soon, my friend. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. It's an absolute pleasure to have Dr. Jesse Lopez on. Appreciate him stopping by. He's become a good friend. He's a great source of knowledge. He's been right about this thing since the very beginning. That's why I love that we've had him on for as long as we have. Make sure you stop by his website, inspiration.health, inspiration.health. And uh, and also stop by my website, JoePags.com. Send me an email. Scroll down to the bottom. Click on contact or so, uh, click on uh, newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. Plus, we've got all sorts of stories on there, including NATO is the top story with them saying they're not going to say no fly zone over uh, Ukraine. Pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's happening, brother? So I know in the past you used to watch uh, American Idol, right? Yes. But do you keep Back up with it anymore? I, I don't because it's heavily produced now. It's not like it used to be. Well, right. What's happening with them? Uh, so apparently Aretha Franklin's granddaughter uh, was trying out on the show. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she any good? She didn't make it past the auditions. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she was only 16 years old. Right? Yeah, she's only 16 years old. And, they, and, and I guess she's 
you know, she she they told her that she's she just needs more work, but that she has potential. So I'm gonna look her up. I want to see what Aretha Franklin's uh, granddaughter sounds like. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. All right, that's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back. Uh, I'm back tomorrow for the weekend. We're all back on Monday. Have a great night. This is the Joe Pegg Show.